This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Holy, holy cow, was that an interesting debate last night? Donald Trump, as bad as he was in the first 30 minutes, I don't think he knows what partial birth abortion even is. But he still stomped her in the first 20 minutes, I thought, um, because she was so bad. However... His job was to reach out. Hers was, too, to reach out and convince people not in their base, I'm okay, you can vote for me, trust me. Neither of them accomplished that last night. So what did I do? I, 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 I just followed the hashtag Trump book reports last night. Um, Juliet, such a nasty woman. She made Romeo kill himself, and believe me, he could have done a lot better. Look at her. <laughs> Uncle Tom's cabin, worst cabin in the inner city, terrible schools, nasty women, and bad hombres everywhere. Trump book reports, Lady Macbeth, nasty woman, blood coming out of her whatever. <laughs> we, we begin with the debate and, tr- and laugh because otherwise we cry, beginning right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Trump Book Reports. When District 12 sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're sending Katniss Everdeen. What a nasty woman. (laughs) It took low-energy Harry Potter seven books to defeat Voldemort. Sad, I would have beat him in the first book. (laughs) Voldemort was a bad guy, okay? He was a bad guy. But you know what he was very good at? Killing muggles. (laughs) Charlotte's Web. Spider dies at the end. No stamina. What a low-energy loser. (laughs) Bridges. Nobody builds bridges like me. I'll build one and make Madison County pay for it. (laughs) Oedipus married his mother. Disgusting. She wouldn't have been my first choice, believe me. 
Oh my gosh. Um, people were, uh, you know what, the, you know what the big tweet was last night? The big, the, the big viral tweet last night, Excedrin. Oh yeah. The ad from Excedrin. When you want to avoid the headache that is a presidential debate, mm. that was the big winner last night in tweets. I don't think anybody was really watching these and taking them seriously except the ones who are just married to their candidate. I don't think anybody independent or undecided had an answer last night. Do you guys? No. No. I mean, I think it may have been a good enough performance from Trump to bring back some of the people he's lost because of, like, the scandals. Don't think... He, I don't think it was his performance. I really don't. I think her plans are so spooky. You know, when she was, I mean, look, the guy could not make a case for partial birth abortion. That's because he doesn't know what it is. I don't think he does. I don't think I really don't think he does. He's talking about like the ripped, it. ripped. Yeah, you know, three, four days, you know, just rip them out. That's wrong. no. You were talking about partial birth abortion, and he kept saying partial birth abortion, but then rip him out of the womb. No, no, Don. What it is is the woman gives birth, and they hold the head inside the birth canal, and then they take scissors and scramble the brain while the head is the only part still in the woman's body. That's what that is. A guy who could have said that last night, this is the biggest, this is the second biggest missed opportunity in, I believe, world history. First one was Barack Obama not healing the nation. Coming and he had the opportunity to come and say, let us finally put salve on the wounds of this nation. Let's come together. He could have solved the problems with the police and everything else, he could have solved them if he would have been a uniter. But because he's a community activist, he is used to dividing people. And, and we are moving into the, uh, the, you know, the pendulum theory. We're moving into that. It's the way to motivate people is through division now. We all played a role in that on both sides, every single one of us. And because... That's the way a union-minded person thinks, is you stand up against them. He missed the opportunity to bring us together. Can you imagine if instead of the approach he took, he took the approach of Nelson Mandela? He took the approach of... <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a reality show host here. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm talk- no, no, no. no, no, no. I'm talking about Barack Obama. Oh, okay. Number one missed opportunity in, I think, in at least our country's history, and because of the role our country could play in the world, the biggest missed opportunity possibly on earth in history. The second in our country's history was last night. You have the worst candidate on the left I've ever seen in my life. She is completely unlikable. She is completely, she is completely fraudulent. She is completely corrupt. She is completely out of step on things like partial birth abortion 
from the American people. She is completely out of step with the American people on guns. And that first 15 minutes, I felt like I was watching Dan Quayle or when I was watching George W. Bush and, and you were just like, oh, no, no, don't, don't, don't say it. Well, we got, um, uh, um, uh, you know, that feeling that you had, you're like, oh, God, this is going to fall apart. Oh, please just get the right word, please. <laughs> it was how I was watching that last night, but he is against the worst candidate ever. If you would have had, can you imagine how Marco Rubio would have swept that Floor last night. I mean, name the Republican. Name any. Oh of my gosh. Name any of them. Yes. You want Cruz? You want Walker? You want Jindal? You want any of them? Just throw them in there. Just would have cleaned the floor with her. But again, I think, like, if you take the normal state of the race, right? Which was the natural state of this race. Say it's roughly Obama versus Romney, where Clinton's clearly worse than Obama as a candidate. Trump is clearly worse than Romney as a candidate. Let's oh, say they offset. Romney each. would have cleaned the floor oh, yeah. last night. So let's just off, let's say those things offset, and it's about a five-point race, which is what it was in 2012. There is a certain amount. Right now, it's a nine or ten-point race, and that is, to my, you know, my eye, uh, it's a it's a, it's, on a, it's on a Hillary Clinton upswing right now. When it was on a Donald Trump upswing, it was about tied or about one point difference, mm-hmm. and now we've swung back the other way, and it's more Hillary. I think part of that um, between five and nine point margin Mm -hmm. is because of these scandals, uh, you know, with people coming out and saying he groped them and everything else. Because she didn't bring that up really and he didn't really talk about it. It was not a topic of discussion in the debate. I think uh, that helps enough to to slide it back a little bit towards five points. I don't know about enough. I don't know about anybody else. I was really, really happy to see Chris Wallace actually take. And it was 53 minutes before we started talking about personal stuff. Yeah. 53 minutes of solid constitutional. That's the first time in the debates. Every other, every other debate would have started with a personal. You said this about this person. Right. Instead, we started with real meat, which I think, I, I want to vote for Chris Wallace. He got universal praise. Uh, yeah. from I mean, that. that was just, it was a great debate last I, night. I kind of assumed the left was going to be upset with him from the, topic selection view standpoint is particularly early. I mean, things like partial birth abortion. You're right. He doesn't know how to talk about partial birth abortion. But this is a this is an issue which 84 percent of Americans agree with the Republicans. That is there's not many of those. And that's one of the lead topics of this debate that helped Trump uh, because he wins that. I mean, anybody guns, guns, Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. partial birth abortion. (laughs) I mean, that was. And, and for the left not to be screaming at Chris Wallace about a setup, those three questions help Donald Trump. And that was the first 30 minutes. Well, because it's Donald Trump. Because he wasn't good, Thank you. they're not arguing about it. They're not saying that. Yeah. And the other thing is, and, you know, we all know the media is rigged. We got it. We've known that forever. Um, this is not them doing something special to Donald Trump. This is, we told you specifically about the way he dealt with women. I, I mean, we can pull out the tapes where I was saying a year ago, you want to talk about a war on women. They're going to give you a war on women with this guy. And so we know what they're doing. But last night, even if you wanted to play neutral, Play neutral. Just hold on. Don't lose any more women. Last night, I could not believe 
I heard him say, such a nasty woman. Even if you believe that, you don't say that. Yeah, well, he also said that he, no one respects women more than him. I know. Okay, I know. so again. But you just so. don't say that when you are, when you're cratering with women and you don't look like you respect women, you don't say that. Yeah, this was that moment. Well, Chris, I am on record as saying that we need to put more money into the Social Security Trust Fund. That's part of uh, my commitment to raise taxes on the wealthy. My Social Security... What a great commitment, huh? Yay! To raise taxes on the wealthy. What an awesome commitment. Man, we are all in love with that commitment. Payroll contribution will go up, as will Donald's, assuming he can't figure out how to get out of it. Uh, but what we want to do is to replenish the Social <laughs> Security Trust woman. Fund Listen by making... Out of nowhere. I mean, that is not that... I mean, look, she, Hillary Clinton doesn't can be nasty. Yes, However, that was not, not a, it. No, that was not that bad. That was not it. And, and you know, if she was like... Okay, you can... But you still don't, you don't say, say it, it. But you can think it, but you still don't say it if you are looking at... If you're just looking at, you know what the media is going to do, you know how the media is painting you, you know today you're 5 to 13 points behind. 15. 15. 5 to 15 points behind. You have to reach out to a broader audience. He didn't. Yeah, you know, I I think it was sort of the reverse of some of the other... Uh, debates where I thought, hang on just a second. Neither did she, by the way. Yeah, no, she didn't. Neither did she. She Neither of them. Prevent defense. Oh, yeah. Like, she's not even trying to win. I was surprised that she was as as out there as she was last night. Yeah, she's just standing there and saying the most boring, basic things. I can't point to, in three debates, can't point to one real moment from her. I mean, that's incredible. Maybe Alicia Machado, maybe? I I mean, can you think, what would you think of if you were going to define her performances? Three of them. Come on. Trumped up, trickled down. I mean, nothing that wore. I'm saying a good moment. Yeah, no. I can't think of anything. It's just the fact that she walked in there trying to be invisible. If she could have dressed with the exact color of the background so that no one actually saw her, I think she would have done it. And it's, you know, look, that's a smart thing. Smart move. By a lot of. uh, Smart move. With 20 days left, you're up by 12 points. I mean, you do that, I guess. That's why. That's why it is. the wrong person is on stage trying to go because yes. he's defending himself. He's making the errors. The first 30 minutes, while he wasn't making good cases, he wasn't making any errors. He didn't look like a jerk. He didn't look um, egomaniac. He, he, he just held his own. It was like they hit him with a tranquilizing dart, and he held his own for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's just that 30-minute mark. He cannot make it yeah. past 30 minutes. Yeah. He just doesn't have the core to appeal to people who want him to appeal to them. And he could have. Because, right. like you said, the first three questions were home runs. grand slam, home, runs. home run, easy questions to reach out to anybody who's leery about him. The Supreme Court, I mean, he could have hit that out of the park. She was awful. awful. Her response, I mean, listen to this response. This is unbelievable. You know, I think when we talk about the Supreme Court, it really raises the central issue in this election. Uh Namely, what kind of country are we going to be? What kind of opportunities will we provide for our citizens? What kind of rights will 
Americans have. And I feel strongly that the Supreme Court needs to stand on the side of the American people. No, the Supreme Court needs to stand on the side of the Constitution. That's the (laughs) The Supreme Supreme Court's job. Judge Justice is blind. Yeah. Justice is blind. You protect the Constitution, period. It's, 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 It's remarkable. To me, remarkable and, to me. And his meandering answer, which we have, but it, we'll uh, get into it. We'll then. get into it. But um, it's a missed opportunity. I want you that. to the biggest missed opportunity for the conservative movement of all time. Yeah, you never had a bigger, cleaner, clear night looking at the runway to land the biggest, you know, Airbus. Mm-hmm full of conservative principles and get people to rally behind them than last night. Such a nasty woman. Oh, my gosh. Protect your family. Protect your home. Save money doing it. By the way, I'm sorry if we're offending you, but we call the shots as we see them. Um, When you get a home security system from Simply Safe, you can save up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance. With savings like that, your professional alarm monitoring might even pay for itself. What a crazy idea. What happens now is you buy a system and you're paying $40, $50 a month and you're locked into a long-term contract. You can never get out of it. And if you want to switch companies, well, then they're going to sell you something and lock you into another $50, $60 um, a month uh, contract. You have no control and you don't own the system. They do. Simply Safe, you own it. You can take it with you if you move. You can use it at your business. You can use it in your office. You can use it in your house. It is the alarm system of the future. Get into the uh, t- the 21st century, if you will. It's easy to, s- to install. It's completely wireless, and it's $14.99 a month. And here's the best part, no contracts. So no wires and no strings attached. Protect your home the smart way. Visit simplysafebeck.com. You'll get free shipping with your order and a free keychain remote worth 25 bucks. Simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Glenn Beck. Want to see Glenn live? If you're coming to Texas, you can. Join us at Mercury Studios in Dallas for a taping of Glenn's television show. To reserve your seat, email tickets at glennbeck.com with your information. That's tickets at glennbeck.com. Mercury. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. 
No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. I have to tell you, the, 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 the fact that uh, nobody took on the toddlers with guns uh, last night was, uh, was astonishing. Um, she got in on the toddlers with guns. and I did see some uh, reporters actually fact-checking that and saying that was not, not what the Heller case was about. At no, all. it's not what the Heller case <laughs> is about, but she wanted to use toddlers with guns. Well, let, just, let me just give you this. There's about 50 shootings involving toddlers nationwide. Okay, and a year, she, a year, a year. And she said, and that's bad. Um, and she said, I this is really important. We have to do we have to do something to stop those toddlers from shooting people. Well, there are 10 people killed a day by illegals just in a car accident, in a car accident caused or involving an illegal Ten people are killed every day. Including toddlers. So, 30, yeah, so 3,750 people a year are killed. Illegals, uh, according to the sentencing, illegals count for 12% of all American murders, 20% of all American kidnappings, 16% of all drug trafficking. Illegals account for 13% of all offenders that are sentenced. But she's worried about 50 50, uh, toddlers a year. That's her priority. We have to, we have to have, which the Heller case was not about. We have to have, make sure that toddlers don't get a gun. But 13% of all crime, sentence crime, is from illegals. 12% 12% of all murders. And when she started to talk about open borders, another loss on Donald Trump, she, he brought up the open borders of WikiLeaks. Did you hear her response? She said, I was talking about a power grid. Wait, Hillary, you want an international power grid? Now, if there would be a blackout in Mexico... You want that to cross our border? Really? We're looking for one world power grid? And she's not just talking about electricity. She said all forms of energy. The Glenn Beck Program. The Supreme Court last night missed opportunity, and and here is the missed opportunity. Hillary Clinton just said that the Supreme Court needs to go after the powerful and stand up for women and uh, gays. No, you need to stand up for everyone. 
for everyone. Including wealthy people. Right. It, everyone. You Including must corporations. enforce the law. Enforce the Constitution. Right. That's... I mean, that's, that's your job. It is, has the Constitution been violated? Yes or no? That, that's your job. Instead of explaining that and teaching that to the American people, here was Donald, Donald Trump's defense on why the Supreme Court matters. The Supreme Court, it's what it's all about. Our country is so, so, it's just so imperative that we have the right justices. Something happened recently where Justice Ginsburg uh, made some very, very inappropriate statements toward me and toward a tremendous number of people, many, many millions of people that I represent. It's about him. It's about him. The Supreme Court justice has nothing to do with Donald Trump unless he's before it and there's some kind of case. Did you notice, listen to the beginning on, on how he starts getting into how important. Remember, yeah, listen to this, this is the one that everybody says, I'm voting for him because of this. Supreme Court. This is his, this is his understanding of how vital this is. Listen the to Supreme the Court, thing. it's what it's all about. Our country is so, so, it's just so imperative that we have the okay. right justices. It, it, our country is, it's so imperative that we have the right justices because the Supreme Court is what it's all about. What? What? And his first example of how that can go off the rails is that somebody said something about him he didn't like. <clears throat> That's... Right. That's his example. Of course, the reason why he brings that up is it's the only moment he's ever ever thought thought about about the Supreme Court in his entire life. Yeah. Other than when the Republican Party sent him a list of justices and said, hey, talk about these. If anyone thinks we're exaggerating, at the highest levels of Trump supporters in Washington, D.C., at the highest levels, I have spoken to them in the last six months. People call me all the time to say, hey, Glenn, uh, you know, Supreme Court. I got it. Talk to me about the Supreme Court. Quote, every single one says the same thing. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the Supreme Court. You don't understand, Glenn. He doesn't care. So we'll get our way. He doesn't care. I always play devil's advocate, and I have not have anybody give me a good answer to this. Okay. All right. I believe you he doesn't care, because listen to this. He doesn't, what is he saying? Nothing. He's not thought about these deep questions. So I will give you, you're right, he doesn't care. I know, but that's why we'll be able to get our deal in. All right, good. So you'll be able to get your list. Now let me ask you two questions. For a man who doesn't care, is he going to allow himself to be borked? Is he allowing, is he going to actually have the spine to say, oh, I'm fighting to the death on this one. I don't care what happens to my poll numbers. I'm going to fall on my sword on this one because he doesn't care. If I don't care, I'm not going to fall on my sword on something. No, I'll I'll present those, but if they don't go through... Okay, but let's say he does. Let's say he does. The other part of the argument on the Supreme Court, from the people who are in his circle, who are trying to move him to the center or move him to the right, if you will, 
um, and get him to play ball with the constitutionalists. This is the other thing they say. Glenn, he doesn't listen to anybody on anything. He listens to his children. And, and so we're in there, and as long as we can get his children, we can get him to care about the Supreme Court. Okay, well, his daughters are good friends with Hillary Clinton. They hang out. Chelsea. They're li- or ch- yeah, t- Chelsea. They are, they are liberal millennials. Listen to the speech of the Trump daughters, especially Ivanka, at the convention. Seemingly has the most influence. Influence on dad. She is absolutely a liberal. And every one of these policies that's come out, like child care, Mm -hmm. $680 billion. That's all Ivanka. All her. Funding of Planned Parenthood, that's all coming from Ivanka. So she's getting daddy to, to fund and not cut the funds to Planned Parenthood. But you're convinced that he's going to appoint a Supreme Court justice that is going to overturn Roe versus Wade. But Ivanka has gotten him to say yes to funding Planned Parenthood. Okay. Now let's say he's going down the road and he says, Mike Lee is our guy. And Mike Lee accepts. And he goes into front of the Senate. And they're like, Mike Lee is not going to be the guy, the the Democrats. And they fall on their sword. We're not passing that. Absolutely. He's an extremist. Blah, 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 blah. He'll overturn Roe versus Wade. Okay, let's say daddy does start to fall on his sword. Do you think Ivanka's not going to go into dad's oval and say, hey, dad, the Trump name will always be remembered as an extremist on a woman's right to choose. What happened to you, dad? Our whole life you have been for that. You know what's right. A woman, you're going to take away a woman's right to choose. And dad, the Trump name will always be known in the circles of all of your friends forever as the person who overturned Roe versus Wade. Do you think he's going to listen to Reince Priebus or Ivanka? (laughs) It's, it's, it's lunacy to think differently. You have to jump through mental hoop after mental hoop after mental hoop to believe differently. So what do you do? I know. I know. What do you do? It sucks either way, right? Because you watch her and she is awful. awful. But at least, I guess, I guess at least I'd like people, if people were honest, and some are, but if more people were honest, I can't, I, you know, I understand the people who are voting for Donald Trump right now because you watch Hillary Clinton last night. She's, she's awful. She's terrible. And, and she's criminal. She's out of touch with, uh, touch with the American people. She is, she is big government. She's a nightmare on multiple fronts. And I understand that. If you're watching her and you're like, you got to stop her, got to stop her. But I really don't understand the people who have been with him from the beginning and are trying to convince or have convinced themselves that he is a conservative hero. I, I don't understand it. 
I understand plugging your nose, and I understand saying, I, I, I'm going to shut my eyes and I'm going to pull the lever for him. I get that. I really do. And I could even respect that. But the people who have been with him from the whole time, who actually believed, oh, you're going to get so sick of winning. This is going to be, this is great. He's the best candidate ever. Look, he can control the press. Do you remember that one? He can, he can put the press in their place. Nobody else can put the press in their place. The press wanted him to win. No, he's just good at it. He can control them. Oh, okay. And now the press is so bad, he's blaming them for rigging the election. Which is the other, he made three mistakes last night. Three gigantic mistakes. And not because, um, well, I actually believe they were mistakes even coming you know, from my side or from you know, the conservative side. I think they were huge mistakes. But just let's look at these as political mistakes. Forget about whether he's right or wrong doing them. Let's just look at these as political mistakes. The first mistake that he, um, um, uh, that he, probably the number one mistake that he made was saying rigged election. I'm not going, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Listen to that. Do you make the same commitment that you will absolutely, sir, that you will absolutely accept the result of this election? I will look at it at the time. I'm not looking at anything now. I'll look at it at the time. What I've seen, what I've seen is so bad. First of all, the media is so dishonest and so corrupt and the pylon is so amazing. The New York Times actually wrote an article about it that they don't even care. It's so dishonest, and they've poisoned the minds of the voters. But unfortunately for them, I think the voters are seeing through it. I think they're going to see through it. We'll find out. All of the things that he said after, I'll let you know, is crazy. Crazy. Crowdhammer, isn't Crowdhammer even saying that, you know, hey, I understand you got to vote for Trump because you got to, you got to. I don't think he is. I I don't think he is now. Well, anyway, he called this last night. He said that was political suicide. Political suicide. The effect of it, you'd think, would be the only thing effect of it would be people who are voting for Trump would think there's no point in voting for Trump. Right? Like it's it's depressing his own base. No, I don't. Isn't it? I don't think so. I mean, I, I I, they, if I were a Trump supporter and I actually believed that, which I mean, I, I would say the vast majority of Trump supporters don't. But the, if you actually believed that there was no chance for your guy to win because it was rigged against you, why the hell would you bother? What's amazing though is he's not saying that there's some sort of uh, corruption in the system, in the voting system itself. He's not saying right. that they're able to manipulate the results. He is saying the media is printing naughty things about him and it's going to make him lose the election because they keep uh, printing mean things about him. Well, I mean, the Are New you York, kidding me? That's, that's New York Times. You've got Breitbart, who, who is your, your propaganda arm. You've got Drudge, who's also your propaganda arm. arm. Dr- the Drudge Report is in the bag for him. you got Fox News in the bag for him. Uh, you've got other talk show hosts in the bag for him. And then all he does is whine about uh, the New York Times? Well, but it's they no wrote an article. It's no Unbelievable. Different. It's no different than, than all the other Republican uh, challengers. They've all, this happens Except to every... Except they don't say the Republic, the, that the election is rigged over yeah. it. No, no, no. I mean... The press does this to oh, they every do Republican. Everybody. Yes, and nobody okay. else has ever said so this. So the second thing that he did that I just don't understand, just say, even if you don't believe it, just say it was Russia that, that uh, uh, is helping with WikiLeaks. Just say it. To an average person, 
you look like the biggest conspiratorial uh, theorist ever when you say, okay, the NSA, the CIA, they all say this is Russia. We have the evidence, Don. You don't know that. I, I know. You, okay, you know better than the NSA and CIA. Stupid. Why fight that battle? The third thing, and when he said this, I thought, oh, it's over. It's over. Um, and that is, what a nasty woman. Mm-hmm. And I know conservatives may not see it that way because they think she's a nasty woman. But you're dealing with the press and you're looking for people that you can pull over to your side. You have to reach out. He has not reached out to anyone that was difficult for him the entire election. Not once. He's done the opposite. Yeah. And when he did, I shouldn't say not once. When he did, when he was listening to Roger Ailes and he went to Detroit and he started, you know, he, he was he spoke of the black church and everything else. When he actually reached out, his numbers started to go up. He doesn't want to do it. And just on the PR battle, those three things were killers last night. And in indication to what you've talked about, Glenn, uh, reportedly Roger Ailes and Trump are no longer speaking. I believe that. I believe that. And I think his performance makes it obvious. Between the runaway from Ailes and trying to seemingly win, and it's gone to the the Breitbart way. Oh, my gosh. Between the the tweet of uh, the shackles are off, that was, I think, when he was done yeah, with that was Roger. Yep, and then he did bad. his uh, thing mm. this past weekend or Friday where he tore down the teleprompter on yeah. stage. Yeah. That was... Uh, and Ailes had him on the path. Yeah, oh, yeah Ailes had, had him, him on the path. path. I said at the beginning, Roger Ailes could win this election for Yes, him. he could have. Now this. Another week, another story about a data breach. A new report reveals government agency discovered social security numbers of more than a million Americans stolen by identity thieves... If that was your social security number, uh, the government didn't feel it was uh, necessary to alert you. You have to keep an eye on suspicious activity and report it immediately. Now, how are you going to do that? Make sure you have LifeLock. If you're a LifeLock member and you become a victim of identity theft, their U.S.-based team will work to resolve your case. Free credit monitoring will only detect the credit, the credit problems LifeLock helps detect and fix identity problems. I got an alert this week called Amex. Yes, indeed. Somebody was using my credit card to um, hire taxis in Singapore. Sorry about that. (laughs) This week. Really? Was it you? I thought it was Jeffy. Oh. Um, Anyway, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the best. $9.99 $9.99 a month, lifelock.com, or call 800-440-4936. Use the promo code BECK, get 10% off your LifeLock Ultimate Plus membership, 800-440-4936. Visit lifelock.com, 800-440-4936, 1-800-440-4936. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. program so glad that you are here thank you so much for uh joining us let's go to rich in new york hello rich you're on the glenbeck program glenn pat yes. Stu, jeffy 
can we hey? uh, can we all agree to one thing? Get something out of the way about the um, debate. If if Hillary was leading yesterday, last night's debate didn't change anything. Yes. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. the summary. Okay. I mean, this, is the, this is the headline. Yep. 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 Agreed. Okay. Yep. All right. Let's let let's continue. Uh, <laughs> Quickly, Glenn, Glenn. I'll be your I'll be your anti-Trump surrogate uh, for this. Uh, uh, it, it, Trump won't accept our election system as legitimate. He says, "Oh wait." He says, "I'll keep you in suspense." Okay. Uh, this this is a pattern. Uh, just like Trump won't release his tax, he, you know, he says he'll release his taxes. But not now, okay? I know, I um, know. Hang on, hang on, Rich. i got to take a network break. Back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. So, Trump last night did, I don't think tried to win. I think he tried to rev up his base. And I'll I'll show you why he's doing that coming up in just a second. Also, um, he took some odd stances for that base, uh, but he made some legitimate points on Hillary Clinton. Why he won't stand against Russia is beyond me. And the worst thing that he said was that he will not, he'll let us know, he'll surprise us, he'll keep us in suspense on whether he will accept the results of this, quote, rigged election. I couldn't take last night the left saying, well, we have never done that. Really? Selected, not elected? Are you kidding me? Michael Moore? And look at what happened to us. It was four years of total hell. Now, let's not repeat the same thing on our side when the country is even more at each other's throats. Can we be better than that? And what does it mean to you? We begin there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So let's... Rich in New York says that what's concerning to him that he heard last night was uh, the unwillingness of Donald Trump to say that he would concede if he loses. Why is that concerning to you, Rich? Well, it's because I think it... it, um is just a part of a pattern of how Donald Trump vacillates and his inability to give a straight answer. Um, Other examples, um, he says he wouldn't release his taxes until his audit was over, but then he says he'd release them if Hillary released her, you know, transcripts of her speeches, which means he could release them if he wanted to. Then there was the pledge that he said that he would only respect if he's treated fairly. Another vacillation. Um, He he said he was going to show proof that all these women, and this was another good one in last night's debate, 
proof that all these women were lying. Well, when, when eight, nine, ten women come forward, okay, this is either uh, incredible co- coincidence or the hugest conspiracy and best well-run conspiracy we've ever seen. Um, Trump's wife says she has proof that she's here illegally, but she won't produce it. And then there's always stuff like Trump having a plan to defeat ISIS, but he just doesn't want to tell anybody yet. So do do you see the pattern here? And just one last thing, Glenn. In your lead-in, when you referenced the 2000 election with Gore and Bush, okay, the, the... the election results were only challenged at the very end. Nobody challenges the electoral system four weeks before the results. <laughs> right. okay. that, is, that is true. So, Rich, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I voted absentee already. And who'd you vote for? Do you mind me asking? I voted for the pothead. I, I have my... <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Everybody knows who that is. Well, I, I'll, give you, I, I, I'll give you my, my reasons. I didn't vote my conscience. I would have voted Castle or, or McMullen. But I wanted to give um, the best third-party candidate as much legitimacy as possible to try to get his yeah. numbers up and Understandable. Out, out of the two-party. Yeah, it is. Okay. Can you understand Understandable. That? Yeah, but the problem with that is that you don't want to send the message that the pothead is yeah. the guy we want in the Libertarian Yeah, that's, that's the problem. That's, that's the why I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I can't vote for, for Johnson because the guy should have 20 points right now. Easily 20 points or more. Or more. And could. I mean, look at McMullen. McMullen is a, a local phenomena that is happening really only in the Mountain West. So far, yeah. So far. Um, and uh, he is now, a new poll just came out, he is now beating Donald Trump and Hillary by three points. In Utah. In Utah. So, um, and, you know, he's at least a very sharp conservative. Unfortunately, he's more along the Romney lines of a conservative. But I will tell you that the, 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 um, sending the message to the libertarians that you can give us a big government libertarian that is, says that he has you know seventy percent in common with Bernie Sanders is is, is a ridiculous message to send. One one, yeah, one way to the way. I think if somebody like a Rand Paul were at the top he, of that ticket, oh, yeah. he oh could have won. Gosh, yes, Absolutely. could have won. He might be in the lead right now. Yeah, he might be winning the whole thing. I, yeah, I, I will say one, one quick point on the Johnson thing. There's two issues that are uh, that outside of winning for Gary Johnson. Libertarians can clear 3%. They don't have to worry about ballot access next time, which is where they spend tons of resources. That's a big deal. They probably will get over the 3% margin. 5% could be questionable, honestly. If they can get over 5%, they get federal matching funds, which means millions of dollars for them to be able to compete in these races and have another voice. I mean, the guy who we had on the air um, in the Libertarian primary, Austin Peterson, who was, is a pro-life Libertarian, it was much more aligned with the libertarian flavor that we prefer here on the program. Um, he uh, is backing Johnson, and for a lot of those reasons. It's a good, there's a good chance that he might come out of the primary next time and have these additional resources. And uh, you well, know. The way to fix it is, yeah, I mean, if you want to send that message, then vote, but then you've got to be involved in the Libertarian Party. Yeah. Because the Libertarian Party needs new blood that says, look, I, I, don't, I don't want to shut down the pothead. 
the pothead can be part of the libertarian family too, um, but that's not that's not who we are totally. I mean, the the libertarian party should be the biggest tent, except no progressives allowed. Nobody that is looking for big government. If you believe government is the answer, then you shouldn't be in the libertarian party. But if you have a conservative bent or a liberal bent, that should welcome everybody. Mm-hmm. So, okay, thank you so much, uh, Rich, for your uh, phone call. Um, By the way, quickly on Gary Johnson, on my Facebook page, uh, we're posting the answers he had to our five conservative questions. Yeah. One of which that relates to a topic we talked about earlier is, uh, was partial birth abortion. And it's like, you know, I kind of go into the Libertarian Party. If you're going to enter that, you, you kind of realize that many of them are pro-choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Peterson, Ron Paul, Rand Paul, uh, more of the exception rather than the rule. Are, you know, there's a split there. I would say the majority of Libertarians are pro-choice. Uh, and Johnson did say that, um, that he is pro-choice. However, he did point out that he signed a partial birth abortion ban in New Mexico, which I, was not, I did not remember. Um, so... At least there's some role uh, for, for the federal, uh, for at least the states. I mean, again, my point was we all talk about the laboratories of democracy. We talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, do, you, do states have the right to go in there and say, you know what, 20 weeks is, is you, know, any, enough. you know, whatever it is. Our laws are more liberal than almost all of Europe when it comes to abortion. Uh, you should see the restrictions that are applied. We, we did this on, uh, on Wonderful World of Stew. You should see the restrictions that are applied on some of these people in Europe. You, you have only 12 weeks to get an abortion, and you have to get six days of counseling, and you have to provide a reason to the government in why, of why you need the abortion. And then you have to talk to more doctors. I, I mean, what, what country is that? I can give you all the details if, if you if Yeah, I, I'd like it. Monologue, yeah. um, it about off the top of my head. But there are restrictions like crazy. In fact, the, the states that are most, are most liberal in Europe are about in line with the average state here, not our most liberal states. And the states that are most conservative in Europe are more conservative than every state, including Utah, on abortion. They are more restrictive uh, than almost every state in the Union. Um, and some of them are way more, I mean, some of the European countries are far more restrictive. I mean, Ireland's a good example in that it was, it's completely illegal uh, to have an abortion with the exception of the life of the mother. And that uh, exception only was created in 2013. Right. That's just one example. But I mean, the entire yeah. the entire continent, even this, even these socialist states that we think are so crazy liberal, wow. we hear all the time that those uh, that Europe is, uh, you know, on the cutting edge and, and and ahead of its time. On abortion, it may very well be true. I mean, they have more restrictions on those on, on those uh, procedures than we do, and, and and it's the right way to go. So let me tell you why uh, last night uh, Donald Trump would not say he was uh, going to endorse. Um, last night, you can see the, the only strategy to win is he has to expand his base, and he's been unwilling to do that. Now, Roger Ailes, I guess, have... have has parted company with Donald Trump, and they're not speaking to each other. Is that is that right? That is the report. Yeah, uh, I think it was Gabe Sherman's report that they're amazing. He's now let, they they were complaining about each other. Trump was saying that um, uh, Ailes was just recounting old war stories and wasn't trying to get him to do, to do debate prep. Ailes was saying uh, Trump, it's impossible. He can't focus. He cannot prepare for these debates. It's pointless for me to waste my time. And so now there's a split there, and they're apparently not even speaking. Again, you never know with these reports. 
but that is uh, the current state of it. And I think watching Trump, you get the sense that he's left Ailes and has gone to Bannon. Yeah, sure yeah, he's just... gone to Bannon. Now, so, so what, is, what is Bannon's strategy? Bannon's strategy is to create a new press. Bannon's strategy, he's from Breitbart, and he's now the head of the campaign. And his deal in this is, I want to build the new press, and it is the press for the alt-right. Those are Bannon's words. We will be the platform for the alt-right. So what did Donald Trump do last night? Do you know that 48% of Donald Trump's supporters believe that Putin is our ally and our friend? 48% of all of Trump's supporters think that Putin is our friend. That's a pretty disturbing number. Not that I want to go to war with Russia or anyone else. I, I don't know if you guys got this last night. I was watching that and I'm thinking, we are go- we're, we're headed to war. No matter which one of these guys gets in, we are headed for war. Um, so Bannon wants to do television. And he wants to set up something like we have done uh, here at the uh, Blaze. Donnie Deutsch was on television, uh, I think, yesterday talking about this. Last night, in case you didn't notice, the BBC did. The BBC said, are we watching a broadcast of Trump TV? Because Trump had set up his own booth with his own anchors, and it was online on, at, on the Trump Facebook page. So Trump TV, and they were hashtagging Trump TV. Trump TV made its first trial run yesterday at the debate here's what donnie deutsch said donald it's donnie how are you sir hi donnie let me ask you a question this by the way is when he interviewed him uh recently yeah. and and he was asking him if he really wanted the presidency mm-hmm. i asked this to you on the phone a couple of weeks ago and i asked, did you want the other thing i didn't get an answer and i just i want i want to hear the entire question I know you want to win. Have you thought through literally, literally coming to that office every day and what that job would be? And at the end of the day, I know you pretty well, my friend. Do you actually want that job or do you just want to win? Well, look, it's not a question of wanting to win or wanting the job. I know I can do a great job there. If you definitely want the office of the presidency and all that entails, what is your answer to that? You say, yes, I want the job. Damn right I want that job. I want the I, I, job. Would, would I be doing all of this if I just wanted to win? No. Yeah, I want that ridiculous. job. So that's Donnie's point. Now listen listen yeah. to listen to the other clip that he said. This this was yesterday. Donald Trump is not winning this election. Donald Trump does not want to win this. I've said this all along. He wants to run. He wants to have fun. He does not want to govern. He doesn't want to go to work and do this. What does he love to do? He loves to talk and be the center of attention. Coming out of this, let's this do some math. Friend. Let's say even if one out of only of his five supporters, he starts Trump TV, like a digital network, basically his own his own party, Trump the Trump Party TV network. Pay five six dollars, six dollars a, a month. month. Let's say only ten million of those of those forty million voters vote for him. Okay, that's that's, that's about six seven hundred million dollars a year of revenue for him, basically sitting in his back cave, having a camera pointed at him, and let's say it's February, and let's say there's an argument about the debt ceiling, and Hillary Clinton speaks as the president, and we speak, let's go to Donald Trump and see what he has to say. He will continue to be the voice of disenfranchised America going forward. He's going to be have the last laugh, which is insane as it is. He's not going to be president, but he will be a party unto himself going forward. He's not going away. 
You think he's going away after this? He's going to go back and just, you know, build buildings again? We will be watching the Trump network and it will eventually be the Trump party. That's in which the Republicans are going to have to deal with. He's not going away. He is not going. He's not going to be president, but he is not going that, away. It's a friend of his. Yeah, that's a friend who knows him really well. Long time friend. Mm-hmm. I think Donald Trump has hurt himself in his hotel business. I mean, who's who's going to his hotels? Generally speaking, educated, rich, white people. He's not making friends with yeah. educated, rich, white people. Forbes has said his uh, his net worth dropped eight hundred million dollars last year. Yeah, I mean, wow. he's he's in he's in trouble with the hotel chain. He's got to make up money. I think he's going to go into Trump TV. Last night, BBC said that was pretty much a premiere of Trump TV last night. He is, that's why you didn't see him trying to reach out and get new voters. That's why he stayed in the conspiracy area. He stayed with the rigged. He, he hit Hillary really hard. That's why he um, uh, was, was not trying to moderate he was going towards Bannon because Bannon is all about money and the press, and that's where Donald Trump is going. Now this. We don't expect the current situation to end well for investors who insist on taking larger investment exposures than they're actually willing to hold with discipline through the period of severe market losses. This is a Wall Street fund manager yesterday. I expect over $10 trillion of what investors count as paper wealth in U.S. equities to disappear without a trace. Stu, how much, how much disappeared in 2008? From the present valuation extremes, a 40 to 55% market loss would represent a fairly run-of-the-mill resolution to the current market cycle. I know it was over $85. I know that. Thank you. I can't Thank confirm you. that number. Over 80 No, it was not, not over $85. 40, 40 to 55%. And this is, this is from a uh, Wall Street fund manager. That, and I think that's... I've seen um, many more people say they're looking at an 80% loss uh, of paper value in the stock market coming soon. Whether this happens, I don't know. But boy, all of the leaves are changing here and all of the people are saying that this is coming. Mm. Do your homework and get the facts and consider gold, will you? Call Goldline today. The number is 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE. They're waiting for you right now, waiting for your call at 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Glad you're here. Have uh, Evan McMullen caught up in just a minute or two? Is that right? The guy who's four points ahead of Donald Trump in Utah? I'm telling you, a good, competent, non-divisive, non-pothead, third-party person would have swept this this time. It's yeah, I mean, sure it's McMullen it. is leading a state, and the guy had 100 Twitter followers three months ago. <laughs> I yeah. mean, no he one just started. who he was. Yeah. He just started. And the more you hear him... The, the better more competent. Yeah. He, I mean, you know, the guy is rock solid. Don't yeah. necessarily agree with all of his stances, no. but at he's least... not as conservative as we'd like, but he's acceptable. You know, yeah, it's like we've said a million times, there were eight people on the Republican ticket who would have been really 
fine with us. We, we'd be great with them. And there were 16 who I would vote for over this guy. And, uh, and we, got that that guy. we got this guy. We got this guy. There was really only about three people that I just couldn't find myself voting for. Maybe four. It would have been tough for, for yeah. Jeb. But right now, if I had Jeb. Oh, my gosh. Jeff look, he would Jeb be, looks like a dream come true. I, I would be head over heels in love with him. I'll take Neil. <laughs> I'll take Neil Bush. Wait, this is exactly oh. why we... Oh, I know, I know, I know. And you know what? We would have been saying the same thing. Uh, I'm not sure. Last night, the first... When he got to the abortion stuff, and Hillary Clinton was talking about that and guns, even me, I said, I, this, she, she cannot be in the Oval Office. And I'm considering I know. the first few minutes. And then he just starts talking. And you're like... I, I can't. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I honestly think any of these Republicans would be winning. I don't know that I would be voting for any of them. Cruz would be up by eight points. Rubio would be up by 15, <laughs> 12 to 20. 12 to 20. These numbers are really big in our current. Uh, I mean, 15 point polls don't occur in this current environment. Hillary would have People that. are in their camps. Stop. They don't leave their camps except I know for extreme that. circumstances. Wait, wait, wait isn't there one poll that just came out that was a, kind of a good poll? This that, is my point. This yeah. is how bad Donald Trump is yeah. uh, as a candidate. In one poll, he's, he's 15 points behind. Another poll, he's 12 points. Another poll, he's 8 points. Yeah, I think Hillary Clinton is that bad. You're just using the Overton window. There are a couple polls that show him close, too. And if you're a Trump supporter, that's what you hang on to. But, man, the average is you're talking about eight points. That is a above McCain-level blowout. That is, it's, it's a tough road to, to make up in three weeks. In the next two and a half weeks. Yes, we'll see. Not because of the debate last night, though. The Glenn Beck Program. Seven two seven back. This is the Glenn Beck program. I swear to you, you could wake people up out of a dead sleep, surprise them, and you'd still be able to get better answers than last night. Let me prove it to you. Evan McMullen is on the phone. Uh, Evan McMullen uh, dot com running for president. Evan, uh, what's the problem with partial birth abortion? <laughs> Well, it's a violation of our, our basic inalienable right to, to life. I mean, I, I, you know, it's sad that we even have to we have to make that defense in this day and age. But but look, these are lives, and, and they have a right uh, a right to them, and we have an obligation to protect them. Now, I'm going to play Hillary Clinton, and she responds, "Well, I know women who have had to have this uh, because of the life of the mother, uh, and uh, and you just don't like uh, moms." How do you respond? Well, well look, I, I, first of all, I think those kinds of scenarios are extremely, extremely rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a, a bit of a, a, you know, it's a bit of a cop out, I think, to make that defense. Um, in most cases, that's not at all the case. Uh, they were common in the eighteen hundreds, Evan. They were common in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But, so. yeah, but partial, <laughs> partial birth abortion to save the the life of the mother. 
Yeah, it's it's first of all, it's illegal. I think in in the vast majority of states, if not across the country, most Americans are even mm-hmm. opposed to partial birth abortions. If not, I mean, the vast majority are. So it's sort of it's illegal in most of the world. Actually. Yeah, most of the world too. I mean, you you look at both of these candidates. Both of these candidates have been supportive of of late term abortions. Forget about partial birth abortions. Late term abortions in the past. Donald Trump only became pro-life when he decided to run for president as a part of the or through the Republican primary. Mindy Finn and I are the only pro-life candidates running for for president and vice president this year. And it's it's deeply well, I guess Spence uh, Pence is is pro-life as well. But I'm the only presidential candidate who is pro-life, truly pro-life in this race. Uh, Evan, uh, a new poll has come out three months ago. you know, nobody knew who you were. Uh, now, at least in Utah, you are beating Hillary. Last week you were not. This week you are beating Hillary and Donald Trump. That's right. And you're beating That's him right. by four points? Yeah, 31-27. Yeah, I'm, I'm over Donald Trump by four points and uh, Hillary by more than that. Uh, you know, it's one poll. and We've got a lot of work to do, and there's still a few weeks left. Um, we're in, very encouraged by, by our progress, by our momentum. We see it in the polls. We see it in our online engagement. We, we feel it in our, our, our events. Um, but we're hoping that it will spill over into other states in the Mountain West and, and beyond. Even though there are only a few weeks left, we think we can, we can, uh, we can advance uh, this momentum pretty far. Evan, if you were to talk about the importance of Supreme Court justices, what, what is the first thing you would identify as as the cause of that importance why why is the supreme court justice so important right now well we need supreme court justices who will enforce the constitution who will uh who will take it as it's written uh that's what we need originalists and you know one thing that i heard last night from hillary clinton Mm -hmm. is that she thought our justices needed to quote represent us and I right. thought, my goodness, this is a woman who does not understand uh, what the court is there to do. Uh, as I said, it's there to enforce the Constitution. It is actually precisely not there to represent us. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. What if one of the Supreme Court justices, though, said something mean about you? Then what? Oh, really? I mean, uh, then then you'd want him impeached, right? Yeah, <laughs> you'd want him off right. the bench. Right. If I were Donald uh, Trump, I'd probably, yeah, certainly. I wouldn't be able to take that. I, mean, I, was, I was amazed at, that she said, you know, that, that it should be representing, um, uh, representing us, representing, um, uh, you know, gays, lesbians, and women. Um, no, it's, it's to make sure that our laws are constitutional and justice is blind, and, and it, should, it should be making sure that justice is always blind. Um, That's right. And then the response from Donald Trump was, yes, but one of the Supreme Court judges said something bad about me, and, and that just can't stand. Um, when, I mean, she was so bad last night, for about five minutes, I was considering, I've got to vote for Donald Trump. She is so bad, I've oh, got no. to vote for Donald Trump. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then he started speaking, and I just yeah. couldn't do it. Now, Evan, you have... You have no chance of winning 50 states. You have no chance That's of right. winning, you know, 270. What is, right. the, what is the point of voting for you? Well, there are a couple points, uh, Glenn. It's, first of all, it's about principle. 
We have got to stand on principle in this country. And if we don't, we're going to continue to have a disaster electorally uh, for the conservative movement and, and the Republican Party, which has been its political vehicle for time. But but look, Donald Trump is a it, it, he is a a, uh, a lesson to us all. When we abandon our principles, it results in electoral disaster. Conservatives stand for the same timeless truths that have made our country prosperous and powerful. And we need to we need to be committed to those. We need to take them to people of all races and and, and religions in, in our country because guess what? They resonate. If we're committed to the cause of the truth that all men and women are created equal and to the cause of individual liberty, we can have African-Americans as a part of the conservative movement. We can have Hispanics. We can have women. We can have all kinds of people be a part of our movement. It can become a very powerful movement, and it will provide the kind of leadership that this country needs. I'd love for you to go. Yeah, I'd love for you to go over the, I think it was 14 points. Give me the first five or something. Um, that you know reasons why you believe your campaign is important and what it stands for, but is are there well, other are there other states that you are also doing well in? Yes, well, so where you mentioned we're doing very well in in Utah. There aren't a lot of polls in Idaho, unfortunately, because it's just been a very very you know uh, it's gone Republican, but so is so is Utah. But a few weeks ago, we saw polls in Idaho that had us uh, at about the same place we were in Utah. And we're seeing a lot of momentum there online as well as at our events. And so I think what's happening there could be similar to what's happening in Utah. We just haven't been able to quantify it yet. So yeah, we, we should uh, point out as a message to pollsters out there. I mean, if Evan McMullen is on the ballot in your state, he needs to be included in these polls. I mean, yeah. these guys are polling states and leaving other as one of the options. And other is mysteriously getting 11 percent in the poll. Well, I mean, I, it, it would it would follow logically to believe that a lot of that is going to Evan McMullen. He's he's been making great gains, and it's, I mean, the idea that you're leaving him out at this point, uh, you know, Evan. I think it's a it's just when you called us three months ago, or like, okay, I don't know who you are, and and this is not going to work, and I mean, this is crazy. Um, but now you 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 have now pulled ahead of both candidates in one state, and. Yeah. If you saw the polls in the others, you may be doing the same in a couple of others, at least in the Mountain West. That changes the dynamic of everything, mm-hmm. of everything. Yes, can you give does, me the absolutely? Can, but can you, you, give, you know, these, these pollsters, you know, they, they've got their established clients, and their established clients are our competitors. And so, you know, there, there's a reason why I think many of them are leaving us off. I mean, I'm trying to understand it myself, but but look, where they do include us. We register, and we're very excited about that. And we we know that we have a great deal of support out there that's growing very quickly. Uh, so, you know, we hope that they'll start including us. When they do, they tend to register our support. And, and in a place like the Mountain West, it's significant. So hopefully we'll see more out of Utah. Can you give me more out uh, of Idaho. Can you give me any of the um, uh, of the items of what you stand for? And, and it was a list on your website. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, yeah. We, we released, uh, Glenn, we released a, a, a document called Principles for New American Leadership. And, and it's just 13 principles that we think are, are basic for uniting the conservative movement and for drawing in uh, to our side people who are conservatives but tend to vote on the on the Democratic side. I'm talking about a lot of people in the Hispanic community, uh, people of faith, especially in the African-American community. There are a lot of people who are actually conservatives 
but they vote Democratic because they don't think they're welcome in the Republican Party. So what are those principles? Some of the first ones are simply that all of us, all men and women, are created equal, uh, that we have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's the first thing. The second thing is that we have an inspired Constitution that needs to be respected for how it was written, not how some people wish it were. Uh, the other thing is that we need to have, uh, as the Constitution lays out, a separation of powers that's both vertical and horizontal, meaning uh, balance of powers between the federal ban- branches, as well as the empowerment of the states beyond those powers that are explicitly uh, listed in the Constitution for the federal government. These are the types of things. Uh, another thing is that we need honest and wise leaders, because even though we have an inspired Constitution, Glenn, it doesn't matter if our leaders don't respect it and if they are not wise and honest. We must, absolutely must, have honest and wise leaders. If we don't, our Constitution will be trampled upon, and it won't mean much. And then the last thing maybe I'll mention here, and I'm I'm going through the top five points. The last point is that we need a, a new era of civic engagement, all of us. We cannot trust our leaders anymore, Glenn. And that's why Mindy and I have gotten into this race, because we, we couldn't trust them to do the right thing anymore. We, all Americans, have to step up. We need to recruit honest and wise leaders and promote them into office and, uh, and be educated, what, well-educated on the issues and, and drive this thing forward. What message do you hope that the American people get, the media gets, the two-party system, the Republicans get? Um, what, what message do you hope that that you are sending, uh, you know, the day after the election? Well, we're building a new conservative movement, and that's what, that's what we're doing. So, yes, there's a chance that we can block Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump if the race is very close. Right now, Hillary Clinton is absolutely dominating Hillary, uh, Donald Trump in the Electoral College, so it doesn't look like it's going to be a close race. So what we're building is a new conservative movement that will be dedicated to the principles that I've just described and others. Uh, that we believe will, will unite conservatives, uh, true conservatives, by the way, true conservatives, and also appeal to people who are conservative but who haven't felt welcome in the Republican Party in the past. That is the kind of leadership that this country needs. That will create a powerful conservative movement in this country that is electorally viable, unlike the type of conservatism, if you can even call it that, that Donald Trump has, has offered the American people, and I wouldn't call it conservatism, to be clear. Um, but that's the kind of leadership, that's the kind of movement we need in this country to keep it powerful and prosperous uh, and to unify us as well. If only there was a place where people could go to <laughs> help your campaign, right? to donate or volunteer service. Oh my gosh, we're back uh, to that. Man, if I didn't only... think we'd hear this for four more years. <laughs> I didn't either. If only there was a place. Uh... There is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know you're surprised by that. And guess what? It's a website, and it's called yeah. EvanMcMullen.com. I don't know EvanMcMullen.com. Now, that's with an I at the end of McMullen, right? That's Instead right. of an E. That's, as that's uh, right. uh, a little counterintuitive. But now, also, I know you're doing well in both Utah and Idaho, but as a BYU grad, do you have a prediction for BYU-Boise State tonight? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to go with the Cougs, of course. Go well, of Cougs. Course. All right. He's going to win Utah. All right. Good. Yeah. I'm glad we had that. Go He's going to win Utah. You guys got to bring Jello dishes to share those. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm a, yeah. All right. a lot of Jello tonight. You know right. it. Okay. Evan, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Evan McMullen, uh, dot com is That's the only reason you wanted him on, Pat, wasn't it? That's it. Ask him yeah. about That's BYU. it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
we, all of us here have used blind dot, blinds.coms uh, for uh, shades, shutters, drapes. Um, we have put them in our Jeffy house. Jeffy did a really nice window treatment on his boarded up uh, windows. Thank it's, you. it's beautiful. Thank you. Now, that's when he was Help living in that. Florida or? Uh, no, that's here. He's, oh, okay. Yeah. He's got... I know when the hurricanes come, he used to board up the windows. He just... No, he's oh, no. just boarded up permanently. Okay. All right. Okay, Mike. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, he doesn't want to see the washer dryer set out on the porch. Blinds.com has a design consultant who is a a big help for us, and I don't know what kind of curtains or whatever you use for the plywood, but um, Blinds.com, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Even if you mismeasure, pick the wrong color. They'll remake them for free. Get made-to-order custom blinds without paying the custom price at Blinds.com. And right now, you'll receive 20% discount now through October 31st. All you have to do is use the promo code BECK. Go to Blinds.com, promo code BECK. 20% discount now through the 31st of this month. That's Blinds.com, promo code BECK. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. I will be nitro. Mercury. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glennbeck.com. Did you guys see... Uh, Sotomayor, what she said, I don't speak ill of the dead. She said this earlier this week uh, to students of the University of Minnesota. And she said, I don't like to speak ill of the dead, but there there are things, yeah, you know a butt's coming. Um, But there are are things uh, that Scalia said that uh, while he was on the bench, where if I had a baseball bat, I might have used it. Yeah. This is a Supreme Court of Justice. And... It's okay for them. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Imagine. It's not fine for a talk show host who's kidding around. Right. 12 years ago, they still bring stuff like that up. They just did this in an article recently. They said, unbelievable. Because you made a joke about beating people over. I was there. Beating sure. people over the head with a Nerf shovel was almost every mention. It was a Nerf shovel. It's showing, uh, like, Nerf first. They don't make shovels, and you couldn't beat someone to death with it. But they find the one time that you said it the other way uh, and say, right. well, this is a man who did this. You have a Supreme Court justice who just made the right. same joke. And nobody. Nobody, nobody cares. Hardly, hardly any coverage on that at no. all. I'll tell you what's really good thing she didn't talk down Donald Trump. I'll tell you that right now. And, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. She is... She is talking about um, uh, micro-insults, micro-offensive statements. That's not what they are. They're tiny aggressions, almost physical in nature. Such aggressions, as well as all aggressions, call for punishment. Calling a transgender female a man who thinks he's a woman, sir, is grounds for legal battery. And what is beating somebody with a baseball bat? Where does that Where does that fit in? Micro, macro, (laughs) no aggression at all? I mean, if calling a a guy who thinks he's a woman, sir, is battery, what is she? (laughs) Mercury.
you think anybody on the left has a memory of any kind? No, no self-awareness. When, when they say, and, and I'm outraged by Donald Trump saying that he's not going to accept the, you know, he's going to let, leave us in suspense of this rigged election. I'm horrified by that. Um, however, I cannot take the hypocrisy of the left saying, that's outrageous, we would never do that. Do the words selected, not elected mean anything? How, how did Michael Moore become uber famous? Pretty much by saying those things. I, I, the, the unbelievable hypocrisy of the left is very hard to swallow. We'll get into a little bit of more on the debate uh, and where we go from here, beginning right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Anybody watching Gotham? Gotham? Gotham. I watched the first couple of seasons, and I really, I liked it. I watched the first couple. You loved it for a while. Yeah, I did. I I think it's a great, it's the, the, a really good telling of the Batman story, the backstory of how they all came, you know, to be. Um, Batman but, is what twelve or fourteen? Yeah, something yeah, like that. This time. And, it's pretty uh, fascinating how they did it in the beginning. Yeah, it starts with the parents dying, and where every Batman show always just jumps to him in the Bat Cave. Yeah, it just goes back to the kid and shows him being raised and trained, and you know, it's it's a really, really kind of a cool show. And you see the beginnings of the Joker, all the villains, all the villains. Um, this year, it's interesting because Penguin has just become the mayor of Gotham. And his slogan is make, make Gotham uh, safe again. <laughs> not too obvious. No, not too obvious yeah. at all. Yeah. You're not saying Donald Trump is the penguin, are you? <laughs> I didn't expect that one from Hollywood. Yeah, that's wow. funny. I mean, they, they just have no memory at all. None. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the outrage about his statement last night, Donald Trump, about... Uh, discussing how he was not going to accept the election results. This seems to be universally, obviously universally panned. Um, you know, uh, how can you stand up against their democracy? And look, there's a lot of good points, and a lot of it I agree with. It's just hard to take it from the people saying it yeah. uh, from the media because, yes, there are differences between these two cases, between Bush-Gore and Trump. Trump is doing it ahead of an election that is not close at the moment. So, I mean, that's a, there's, a, there's a big distinction there. We also have no... At least they waited till after the election. Right. Like they didn't did not elected, but right. still. But still, they went through this process. And after the Supreme Court ruled and after this, yes, I mean, the, the defense from the left is, well, Gore accepted the results after the Supreme Court said it. Well, yes, he also pushed it to his, the legal limits as far as he could possibly go and then said, OK, I accept it. Then went on for the next decade making speeches introducing himself as, hi, I'm Al Gore, I was the next president of the United States. More than a decade. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't know if he still does it. He probably does. Yeah. Uh, you know, every left-wing media source went on and on and on and on about how he was selected, not elected. Everybody in the Democratic Party has been doing this. There is, has been a 2000 election truther was a thing long before 9-11 truther was a thing. These guys have been coming out here saying the opposite of what's true. Every media account showed that Bush won. 
you know, all of the uh, aftermath showed that Bush won that election. It was counted 36 times. Something like that. Yeah. And, and every time he won. 36 times. Every Every Without time. exception. Yeah, every time he won. And again, like to show that they did fight this election on the basis of election fraud. This is from the New York Times in 2000. This is an action to contest the certification that George Bush and Dick Cheney received more votes in the presidential election than Gore and Lieberman. The vote totals reported in the blah, 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 blah. They include illegal votes. They include illegal votes and do not include legal votes that were improperly rejected. That was the basis of their argument, that there would be illegal voting going on and not including legal votes. Uh, and, and, And that was their case forever. And now all of a sudden we're supposed to sit here and be so upset about Donald Trump saying this. I think Donald Trump is saying it without basis at this point. That's not to say there's no election fraud, but there's no reason to believe at this point this is not a legitimate election. Um, beyond that, I think well, he, he, I don't even think Trump I mean, look, believes it. He's, he's just saying it. If, if he's in within half a point or some close margin, you can make the case. He will trigger an automatic recount right. and it will go through the same system that yeah, would. But if he's, if, I mean, the best case scenario is right now, he's five, but best case, he's five points behind. There's no, there's not enough there's not enough fraud to make up for five points in a nationwide election. No, I mean, and it, despite what some of his surrogates are saying, but uh, Jonathan Shade from from New York Magazine um, wrote uh, about Trump's comments last night, posted an article and said that Donald Trump is a domestic insurrectionist. That was his term for what Donald Trump did last night. Please tell me he wrote something during the Bush Gore, June twenty fifth, two thousand twelve. <laughs> this is not in the immediate aftermath. It's not right after. He wrote a, a, an article entitled, Yes, Bush versus Gore did steal the election. Oh, man. In 2012, he's writing that. Okay, well, the emotions were still high. Yeah, they were. You know, 11 years <laughs> later. I mean, and this is, he's not the, I don't mean to single him out. It's just the most obvious example. But I mean, you know, this is, the media has been doing this forever. And they all sat there. I watched it on CNN last night. The aftermath coverage of the election was almost exclusively the fact that he would not accept the election results, which, again, strategically makes no sense for Donald Trump. Just say it. And if there's evidence later on to turn you around and say that you can't accept it anymore, well, then people would understand that. You can't do that, though. Yeah. He's too much of an egomaniac. Because it's not about that. It's not about it. It's not about a real election being overturned because of fraud. It's because he wants an argument when he loses. It's his ego. He's he's got to provide himself an out. So here is the here's the problem with the... um, the press and shows their hypocrisy again but we all know this just did an interview with rolling stone the guy was down here for three days he was a very nice guy i don't agree with his article that he wrote um you know some good things in there some um i think some bad things in there and some things that are just straight out wrong yeah that he just quoted other people saying them yeah i mean it, and and with no yeah, it was just wrong research. but anyway but anyway um he um, uh, he asked me. He said, "You know, uh, uh, you know, what do you regret?" And I said, "Really? I mean, really? We're going here again?" And I knew what he was looking for. You called the president a racist, racist. right? Okay, with plenty of evidence, you, and we went through it all. Yeah, do you we went through it all? Do you hear Van Jones or Kanye West ever questioned about saying that George Bush hates black people? Right. What, what is that? Well, Van Jones doesn't even get questioned. Anything. Communist revolutionaryism. 
Right. They don't just, even ask him about that. He's just back into the mainstream, and they yeah. never bring that up. Oh, yeah, he's right. He said Bush hates black people. What is that if it's not racism? He's a racist. He was selling the shirts, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. You either are against it or for it. That's why, this is why this election, the principles, and you can disagree with me all you want, but I am so tired of the hypocrisy. I can't do it. I can't do it. I sit here and I, I try to be a decent human being. I try to do things the right way. I try to apologize for my mistakes and not make them again. Or too much. Uh, yeah. And you, and you are never, uh, the, the left never, ever lets it go. Ever. No matter what, that's it. And the hypocrisy of George Bush hates black people, I think this guy has a deep-seated anger or hatred for the white culture, which is backed up in his own book on page 100, I think it's 92. I mean, that's how ingrained that is in my head. And let's remember some of the things that sparked that, like the typical white person who has something bred into her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all of those things that led up to that that nobody ever questioned except us. And so we started wondering, well, does this guy have some problem? Because that would explain a lot of things. Which he also wrote about in his book, and he explained the struggle he had with race and racism and his own feelings about whites. We've seen that it was from, not outrageous to wonder. We've talked to other African Americans. Hutch is an example that pops in my mind right now. Who he admits very much, just like you know Obama talked about in his yeah. book, that he had problems with white culture and white people, mm-hmm. and wound up turning his life around to figure out that you know what people are people. So why should it be you and I should get along so, so awfully? Okay, all right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but the point is, though, I mean, you know, a lot of people go through that. A lot of people, particularly through those eras, went through incredible angst towards other races. I would, you know, it seemed like we were on a really good road to heal those things until very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, apparently we've uh, turned around and gone the opposite direction recently for whatever reason. Um, and, that, and that's the that's the hypocrisy. If we don't, if we don't solve that, and I don't know, honestly, I don't know. I'm I'm going to write the Rolling Stone author. Um, oh, I'm sure he'll be open to. No, he was a really nice guy. He, he really was. was. Yeah. He was a really nice guy. Sure, he was. A little bit of a fake and a phony, I think. Because, uh, <laughs> oh, you know, whatever. They, they do that, though. They, I, what they I want to know. themselves What I want to know, the guy spent two days with me. And, um, do that. and, and there's nothing I could. I, I was more open. I, I, you know, whatever. And you guys said, don't trust them. And I said, I know. I know. Uh-huh. But I can't. St- I, we can't. Just live in the place where we're only talking to ourselves. Yeah. We yeah. have to right. we have to believe that somewhere there is someone who will be honest. I think that's probably not a good idea. I think it's okay, you're right. We can't live in a place where we're only talking to ourselves. I just think you have to realize that this is gonna be the outcome when you you know, you're gonna get some people Maybe. Who, who read it and, and Maybe. But I think that's the type of you know, it's the type of journalism you're gonna get from that. And, and yeah. you know, whatever. I mean I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, either. You know, it's it's just it is the way the media works. I mean, I, you know, talking about Van Jones last night on the coverage and Van Jones, by the way, I, to give Van Jones credit. And that's not what you get normally on this program. <laughs> and, but he is one of the few liberal commentators who will criticize his own side. Yes, he does. He yes, does he it does. fairly often on CNN. And, yes. I, you know, I, you want, he winds up being 
at some level interesting because at least he's willing to criticize his own side mm-hmm. at times. Um, and uh, he, but he was trying to walk this line last night, which I found fascinating, which was it's abhorrent that the that Trump would say the election is rigged. It's abhorrent. I can't believe this is a basic level of democracy. Now, you, of course, you know that Van Jones was out there, selected, not elected. All he the was way. a 9/11 truther. I mean, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he and I, I, this is, you know, I'm sure he would say this is a long time ago. But at the same time, he's saying uh, that the election being rigged is a terrible thing to say. He's arguing that the economy is rigged. The entire now our elections, you can't say it about our elections, but you can say it about our entire economy where evil rich people gather around in secret rooms and they figure out way to pay ways to steal from the poor in some reverse Robin Hood situation. I mean, that is also false. You know what? We have a pretty darn good for any for any for world history, pretty darn good election system. Uh, while it has its issues and there are problems and, and there are there is election fraud and I wish there was a way for because right now what we get is either the election is rigged or there's never been a false vote ever cast. Right. That is like seemingly the only two positions represented on television. Um, so there's a middle ground there. There is some election fraud, but our election system is pretty solid, uh, especially as we compare it to every other country in the history of the world. But also the same thing can be said for our economy. I mean, we it is not a bunch of evil people in, in boardrooms plotting ways to steal money from people in poverty. That is not the way our country works. And they, that is just as damaging as saying that the, the uh, election is rigged. And you know what? The people who are like that, they all are using their lobbyists to meet in back rooms of Congress to say, here, I need you to pass my bill. <laughs> That's not stealing from the poor. That's trying to shut their competition down. So it is rigged, but it's rigged with the politicians. I don't have a problem with business. I don't have a problem with big money. I have a problem with big money and business colluding with the government. That's when it's bad. And they seem to miss that, you know, that's when it's bad. Hillary Clinton last night saying, you know, I just can't, I just, we've got to get money out of, we got to, you know, Citizens United, we've got to stop that. What? Little Miss George Soros, you're saying what? Yeah. She's raising and spending over a billion dollars again, as Obama did the last two elections. And now this from American Financing. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.com. Are you done? Pat, are you done? I don't know, Jeff, are you done now? Why are you asking Pat? You always ask Pat. A loss of a job, unexpected home repairs, medical bills that aren't covered by your insurance. Falling, I mean, nobody even knows what that means. Nobody even knows. They, they, they They don't know. They don't. They don't. They're like, what is that sound after... Jeffy reads that. What is that, Pat? What, what is it? I don't know. Jeffy, is, is it the dumbness of Jeffy just kind of spilling out at the end there? Because that's, <laughs> that's what I assume. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Falling into debt happens. If you're in a hole, more digging only makes the hole deeper. Let American financing consolidate your high interest debt into one manageable monthly payment. Now, because the interest rates are so low, now is the time to refinance and you can consolidate all these debts 
And by doing so, you can save $500 to $1,000 every single month. That's remarkable. Think about what you could do with the $500 to $1,000 a month and get out of debt. American Financing's mortgage consultants are salary-based. They specialize in solutions, not counting commissions from some bank. They're working for you. If you want to buy a home, refinance, or take advantage of the low interest rates, don't wait. Call 866-750-6551, AmericanFinancing.net, 866-750-6551. America's home for home loans is AmericanFinancing.net. We are the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, good. Hey, there's a, you know, it's it's time. It's been almost 12 hours. We have another new Trump abuser <laughs> that has uh, come uh, come out. Yeah, I don't know any of the details, but apparently Gloria Allred is uh, out again oh, with, uh, with another uh, person who is saying that uh, Trump. Did you see the one last week with Gloria Allred? The, 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 she was very credible. She was on The Apprentice, right? Yeah. The one that was she on was really, really credible. Oh, wow. Very credible. It was it was hard to watch. If you if you've ever been around anybody who has been abused in their life, it was mm-hmm. really hard to watch. I had a hard time watching that. So she claims he oh went to her. He, he was the one that that was the one. Oh, she, she went to yeah. she went. She was going for a job. She went to his uh, hotel room. No, first she went to the office and he kissed her on the lips and said how beautiful she was. And he thought she thought that was weird, but you know she talked to her friends and they were like, that's probably just him. And then she invite, he said, hey, I'm going to be out in California. Why don't you come see me when I'm out in California in a couple of weeks? He called her. She said it was a weird phone call, but she went. Um, he said, let's have dinner. Why don't you meet me at the hotel? She was escorted to his bungalow. She thought I was just going to leave and go out for dinner with him. And she said, I went in and his clothes were on the bed and... and uh, there was no sound, and she said, I walk into the living room area, and I heard him say, hello, and she was really creeped out. He came out later dressed and then put the moves on her, um, and she... started watch TV on the bed. And- yeah, come on, why don't we just lay on the bed and just watch TV, and I mean, it was, it was really... And as she pointed out, she... And, and, and- she loved him. She, 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 it was hero worship. She thought he was the best. Uh, and as uh, the Trump campaign pointed out, she, she contacted Trump earlier during the campaign year in a friendly manner. And uh, so, I mean, I guess that's an important part of the story. Certainly Trump used it in his defense and that like, wait a minute, if I did all these terrible things, why is she reaching out to me several years later? She it's, really it's the same it. thing that the, uh, I know, I'm just that the Clinton no. people say about the Clinton accusers because yeah, I know. Uh, Juanita Broderick went to a Clinton yep. uh, a Clinton fa- campaign fundraiser yep, yep. at somebody's house two weeks yep. after the alleged rape. Yeah, right. yeah. And I, I, it's the same thing. And, same and, thing. And, it's, and if you know people who are abused, that's what happens. Yeah. They blame it on themselves. They feel guilty about it. They're trying to get their arms around it. You know, and, and they usually like the, or admire the person that's just done that to them. That's what happens. And obviously, you know, number one thing here is 
First of all, there's the campaign side of this, which is the reason why I bring this up. I don't know anything about her claims. It's just a matter you need to know what's going on in the campaign and what uh, what is happening. Separately, obviously, we want there shouldn't be these sexual assaults and, and things like that, and that's obvious. But I mean, we should all unite also and say that we should go and report these things at the time. Yes, it, it shouldn't be something. That, I mean, it's, no. it, while I understand it and it's a possible thing to do. The only way you get these people out of society and not doing this to 20 other people is if you go and take the time and actually go through this process and report them. They should be reported. Back in a minute. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. program. I want to share something with you. We have breaking news, so I got to get to the breaking news here in just a second. But I want to spend a couple of minutes with Jason uh, Wright. Um, He's a friend of mine, author of the uh, Christmas Jars and the Wednesday Letters. Um, He's written a a book with his wife, um, and it is a a book for the holidays uh, called A Letter to Mary. And And the premise is, what would Christ say to his, uh, to his mom? Uh, and it's it's a it's a rather touching book. Welcome to the program, uh, Jason Wright. How are you, Jason? I'm well. How are you, my friend? Thank you for having um, me on. You bet. You bet. Um, so the, the this actually began as a Facebook post or a series of posts last year, did it not? It, it did. Yeah, about a year ago. I'm I'm sitting at my little desk in in Woodstock, Virginia. I'm actually was listening to uh, one of my favorite Christian artists. I'm reading about uh, you know the latest slaughter of Christians in the Middle East and. Um, I literally just, my eyes filled with tears, and I sat there and I thought, what in the world would Mary think of what has become of, uh, of Christianity, how, we're, how Christians are being treated around the world, to see her son and his followers, disciples, disparaged and murdered and belittled and kicked out of, uh, kicked out of schools. Um, and so I began to, to sort of imagine, as you just said, what would Christ say if he wrote a letter to his mother and uh, and it, it the whole process for me has really been sort of healing, um, and it's really it's you know it is in a book for the holidays, in, but it's not really a traditional Christmas book as I've written in the past. Right. It's really a, it's a book about it's a book about hope. It's about Christ's love of His mother, and it's about her role in God's plan for us. And if ever we needed hope, when it's right oh, now. So wait, so so how, how do you how do you mean this was cathartic for you? That it was healing for you? In what way? Well, in part because for the first time in my creative life, I got to work side-by-side side with my beautiful wife, who's a phenomenal photographer with the most beautiful eye, my daughter, J.D., who plays the role of Mary in the book and is actually oh, skipping wow, school pretty. right now to watch this on The Blaze at Home. So as soon yeah. as this is done, she better get her buns back over to the high yeah. school. Um, but for us to be together and to sort of experience this, um, we prayed before we shot, I prayed before I wrote, I prayed before I edited, drew me closer to the Savior, and filled me with some hope that 
we're in better shape than we think we are. And as, as I say in the book, particularly the last few pages of the book, we're not going to back down. Christians are not going to give in. Christians are not going to deny him. No matter how many murders happen around the world, no matter how many school systems kick us out, no matter how the government tries to push Christ to the edges, um, we are not going to give in. Um, was it intimidating at all to write, uh, you know, something in the words of Christ? Uh... Um, extremely. <laughs> and I, and I yeah. hope, and honestly, you, I'm so glad you asked me that, because that, that was really tough for me. And when the publisher and I began to go through how this would look, um, we actually talked for a bit about whether it was even appropriate and whether it needed to come from my voice. But we just felt like it was something that hadn't been done before. It was different and interesting. Obviously, this is imagined. No one is suggesting anything doctrinal about what Christ might say to his mother. This is, um, this is fiction. Um, but as I wrote, I felt some confirmation from the Spirit that I was doing something that I think he would be pleased with. And I hope I hope Mary, who doesn't, frankly, I think, get enough credit for being the reason... Uh, that, that Christ is, that he lives, that the atonement is real, that we have a way home to be with him again. Um, you know, without Mary, there's no Christmas. But yeah, uh, I, yeah I absolutely. Have to, I have to tell you, the one I think is underrated is Joseph. I mean, he's just like, a, oh, yeah, and, and he was around. I mean, that, he and, had and, you know, a Joseph lo- is in the book, uh, a great yeah. friend of mine. All of the folks in the book uh, that appear, um, Elizabeth is a, is a wonderful woman named Rosie Ganyan, a dear friend. In fact, a huge fan of yours, Glenn. She's listening mm-hmm. right now. Um, she plays the role of Elizabeth. And that baby, by the way, Bexley Shemwell, that baby was two days old when we shot the images for the book. We knew he was coming, and we planned for months for his arrival, and immediately Mom said, let's get this thing done. Um, Joseph, I, I love his role, and I, I agree. And I think when you, when you see the book, um, you'll have an opportunity, I hope your listeners, to look at his face and look at his eyes and see him start to realize that he's not looking into... Um, his own eyes at his son. He's looking at the eyes of God and what that must have been like for Joseph to make that yeah. connection for the first time, to know he is looking at the eyes of the one who will save him. All right. The, the name of the book is A Letter to Mary, the Savior's Loving Letter to His Mother. Uh, it's available everywhere beginning today. Uh, A Letter to Mary. Uh, real quick, just leave us with one thought. What, what, what would the Savior say about the world today? He'd say, don't give up. He'd say, uh, he's, he'd say, no matter who wins this thing uh, in November, don't give up. He'd say, no matter what life is, uh, the, the state of your marriage, your family, your job, your home, don't give up. Um, hope in Christ beats fear every single time. Jason Wright, uh, name of the book, A Letter to Mary, available everywhere now. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. God bless Thanks, you, brother. Jason. You bet. Uh, letter to Mary. Okay, so... Get to the breaking news here. There's not, I mean, I'm trying to find details on it. The video. The video is just come out. Not good for image wise. Yeah, I mean, visuals of she's a woman, a, tears streaming down her face. She's a beautiful woman, a married woman. Apparently, she told her husband about this when it happened. Um, and she is, she looks credible. I haven't heard her story yet. Just watching on a screen that's down. But she looks credible and she looks beautiful. And quite honestly, you know, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman. It's not, it's not something where he can say, look at her. Uh, you know, she's a beautiful woman, and tears are streaming down her face. Yeah, I mean, a couple of things, uh, you know, apparently he, he had, t- again, we should... We don't know. We know. We, there's two things we know here. One is uh, these are important developments in that campaign that you have to know about, obviously. Two, uh, you know, Gloria Allred is not uh, a figure that... Uh, 
that I'm particularly confident in. Right. I mean, you, yeah. you would sit back and you'd have to say, like, these things need to be just like each individual case always is. Needs to be looked He's at Al on the Sharpton. Right. We need to look. We look at these on the merits, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if I thought the last one she trotted out last week was, was uh, it seemed the Hillary supporter. Or wasn't no, she? The tr- she was a Trump. She was a Trump supporter a and a Republican. Republican. Yeah. Okay, that uh, yeah. one's credible. She yeah. trotted out some woman who who was a Hillary supporter. In fact, I think it had something to do with the campaign, and she's donated to Hillary. That one seemed ludicrous yeah. to me. Although you know, I mean, in those, you never know. You never know. And of course, he, Trump was in those circles. He was going to the same dinner parties as Hillary Clinton True. was. So I mean, True. and he was donating to Hillary Clinton. So <laughs> they had a lot in common. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but it, you know, it's some of the details. I don't have all the details yet as it's coming out. But you know, it's he. He's, uh, the accuser says that he touched her chest without her wanting him to, and. Uh, and apparently, you know, that this was sort of a random victim, not someone that, like, Trump worked with all the time, but just someone he kind of just decided to go with. Again, we just don't know with these things. We do know, however, that they are, that they're seemingly an unending... Um, uh, he made it worse for himself last night. He, he made it so much worse. them, right? He said, I don't even know these women, uh, never met these women. These were all uh, charges uh, started by her. And her campaign, I didn't even have to um, apologize to Melania because I don't know them. That was a weird statement. That was, that was a weird, weird, weird statement. And it seemed to, it felt to me like a Gary Hart statement. Almost like, if you, if you know the press doesn't like you, you don't say, come on and get me. You just don't say it. Didn't Melania say that he apologized to her, though? Yeah, but it was for the other thing. For the, uh, for the, the time with Billy Bush. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's not about the groping women. He, he claims to have nothing to do with that. Okay. I have to tell you, the, uh, I mean, because I heard you guys on Pat and Stu talking about Billy Bush. And, um, you know, by it? You which know, by our case. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, what Billy Bush did, obviously, he shouldn't be proud of. Right. Um, and it wasn't a good thing. He did much less than Donald Trump in, in the video. Yes. Yes, I he mean, did. He, I think... Mm, you put, no. No, he didn't. I disagree. Okay, um, well, I'd like to make my case. Okay, well, I appreciate it, it, you inter- for... You know, interrupt my case and make your case. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just, <laughs> I was just saying, objection, Your Honor. I'd like to... <laughs> no, go ahead. I, no, I want hug? you to make your case. A hug? No. Okay, go, well, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Make your case. I'll make mine after yours. Okay. Um, we'll decimate you. <laughs> Good luck with that. So uh, be a huge decimation. <laughs> huge, huge, and bigly. And you will be. You will go down bigly. And China thing. will pay for it. I'm just saying that. Like someone wrote a column. I think it was in the New York Post or New York Daily News, saying Billy Bush should not get fired. He should be sleeping on the couch. And like I feel like you know, look, we have a standard for people who are in Hollywood. Um, that it's not. You know, I, I don't judge. If Donald Trump did what Billy Bush did on the bus. And he was the host of The Apprentice. Would I argue for him to be fired? No. I think the answer to that is no. I mean, I, I, it's kind of what I expect and what Donald Trump has admitted to do, doing many, many times. Now, the, he, went, he went further. But what Billy Bush did, he's in the middle of an interview. He's walking out trying to get a good segment. This guy starts saying stuff. He laughs along with it, plays along with it, doesn't stop him and say, you know what, Donald, what you're saying is morally wrong and these women should be respected at all times. He does not do that, which I guess is the right thing to do, but it's a difficult position. You don't think anyone is listening. You go and you're just like, well, I'll play along with it and we'll all have a nice moment and I'll go home for the night. Like, Mm -hmm. he didn't do anything that crossed, uh, he wasn't advocating sexual Mm -hmm. assault as they have accused Donald of doing. Um, So I think from that perspective uh, and the idea that 
he is a Hollywood guy. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm, I'm not firing him from, pre- it, might, it might disqualify him from being president of the United States, but that's not what he's trying to do. He's trying to host the Today Show. Um, and for me, I feel like the fact that all these things happened, remember this video was in the possession of the same network that Donald Trump was on, and then they employed him and paid him millions of dollars for years and years and years after this occurred. Uh, by the way, the same network that hired Billy Bush to do the Today Show. Exactly. And not to mention, tons of reports from inside The Apprentice, the off-camera and behind the scenes. He was like that the whole time he was there, and NBC did nothing about it. Right. It didn't care until the moment that it came out and became a big story. And, you know, Billy Bush didn't even fight it. He just took his payout and, and left. Um, but I just feel like... It, I, it's not that he shouldn't he should get off scot-free for it, but you know, to fire a guy who's the host of the Today Show for something he did eleven years ago that was not it was which bad but not horrific, I think is a little bit of a bizarre standard. Here's where here's here's where I disagree with you somewhat. Um, when he got off of the bus, I see this woman perhaps different a little differently. I see this woman as my wife, my daughter um, innocently walking to do her job and meet Donald Trump, and she has no idea she's walked into a snake den. And they've got a little joke going on between them without her, Mm -hmm. without her knowledge. Mm -hmm. And he says, come on, give him a kiss, give him a hug. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, strike one. Then they're walking down. What do you think of Donald? What do you think? He's now pitching for him. He's now trying to maneuver him so he can do what he wants to do to her. Then they're walking down the hall and he's like, you know, I, you should be in the middle of us. Again, maneuvering her. Me personally, I'm offended by that. I would hope that a man would not treat my wife or my daughter that way if there was a predator on the prowl. No matter how beautiful she is, there's a predator on the prowl. You don't help the predator. You might laugh on the bus and you might just think, I'm never going to talk to this guy again or I don't want to cause any problems because the network needs, we need him to be good on the network or whatever. You can explain all of that. When he became a partner in what, what uh, Donald Trump described was, was abuse, I mean, it's assault. It's assault. And to have Billy Bush help uh, uh, aid and abet in an assault was not funny. I would agree with that. You know, the question is, did he take it that way? I mean, look, I know that's the media said it's a sexual assault. And if he was being literal there, if he's actually walking up to women he's never met before and grabbing them by the genitals, that is absolutely 100 percent sexual assault. I don't, I don't think it's out of the realm of plausibility that Billy Bush heard a big talking douche who lies about everything, talking up his game and how he can hook up with every woman. And as I can go up and do it. I can do anything else yes. because they all want to hook up with me because I'm a wonderful star. And he did say were, let the he said the, his wording was they let me do whatever I yeah. want. Now, look, I'm not excusing it. I, you know, I at all. I could say, though, that Billy Bush may have taken that as like this guy's just trying to talk like a big, a big game and I'm trying to make him happy. And you're right. It was bad. It was terrible. And by the, you know, the technical definition of decimate is to uh, kill one out of every 10 soldiers. So maybe, you know, 10% of yours is right. So maybe you did decimate. Now this. (laughs) (laughs) 
Police reports indicate that when a thief breaks in and sees a heavy-duty safe like a Liberty safe, they usually end up leaving without taking anything of real value. Why? Because the hottest items stolen in a house, the three things they're looking for, cash, jewelry, and guns. When they see a Liberty safe, they know their cash is probably in the safe, their jewelry is probably in the safe, their guns are in the safe. And they, don't, they can't crack the safe, they can't blow the safe, they didn't plan for a safe, so they turn around and leave. Liberty safe. Stu's wife puts purses in theirs. Jeffy puts Twinkies in his. Pat's got a gun. He keeps his in there. I keep, you know, some of the rare artifacts that we have here in the studio uh, and also guns here in the studio. Liberty safe. Get $250 off when you buy a Liberty safe right now. Go to libertysafe.com and click on my picture and type in the promo code Glenn. Save up to $250 off your purchase of a Liberty safe at libertysafe.com. See the number one selling safe on the planet made right here in the U.S. It is $250 off right now. LibertySafe.com, promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. We have the remarkable candidate that no one has exposed tomorrow on the air. I've been saying, who can I vote for? Who right. can I vote for? I... Runda Fox? Runda Fox. Runda Fox. Yeah, she's going to be So you can show. vote for her. Now, her plan is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, she's going to spend $17 trillion. And $17 right trillion. That, you might think, oh, wait a minute, we can't spend that much. But you're going to need to hear her explain how she's going to do it. It's um, remarkable. It, it and, based and on reparations. Not a penny. Um, not a penny no. of taxpayer dollars. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, not she, a penny. Not a penny. We asked her because uh, she claims her plan would create between 35 and 70 million jobs. Huh. Um, uh, that might Actually, not... her best estimate is 105 million. Plus, yeah, I mean, she doesn't like to brag. Yeah. She does not like to brag. Though. She's so sweet. I loved her. She's sweet, but nuts. Oh, I would not say that, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's on tomorrow's program. You don't want to miss it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.